There has to be more to life than this, than just tasking day to day. And I'm here to tell you that there is. Welcome to Connect Back In Podcast. I'm Morgan King, your host, and I'm so passionate about sharing with you the spiritual concepts that have transformed my life. It is not always an easy path, but I know within my soul that if it's good on the inside, it's good on the outside. Through interviews with experts and my personal experience, we will break down how to live a spiritual life in today's society. My hope is that you find the inspiration and support you need as you explore your own journey to connect back in. Hello, it's Morgan King with Connect Back In. Thank you for pressing play on today's episode. Near and dear to my heart, this one. And if you're someone who looked at the title and said, oh gosh, that's me. I'm burned out. I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Maybe you've had the thought, there has to be more to life than this. Or maybe you're completely oblivious to what burnout even means. You're like, that's just what life is, right? But this is a special episode because if you haven't heard other um, times when I've talked about this, I used to be very much a part of the burnout cycle, kind of asleep to life, doing the best that I could, doing what I thought was right, but never feeling satisfied. And some of the things that I want to outline here, like what does burnout lifestyle look like? And so this may resonate with you. It might not, maybe all of it, maybe just pieces of it. But feeling like I can never be enough or do enough. I wasn't skinny enough or healthy enough. My house wasn't clean enough or pretty enough. My clothes could always be better. I could always look better. I could be a better friend, a better girlfriend, a better wife, a better daughter. Just always showing up 110% in every aspect of my life and still feeling like it wasn't enough. Not enjoying the journey, so not enjoying my day-to-day tasks. Seeing like a big thing for me was always seeing like eating or like showering and getting ready as like an obstacle, Pretty much every task was an obstacle, and it was to get me there, which never came. So once I would write this crazy to-do list, I would open up my computer, have 10 tabs open while on the phone and cleaning my house and doing all these things all day long. And then at the end of the day, being tired, but maybe feeling good because I had accomplished a lot. And then woke up and did the whole thing again. And then there would be these periods where I would physically be so, and energetically and emotionally, all the things just so, so depleted that I would get kind of knocked out, whether it be an illness or I would be like really depressed or just like physically could not move. And then I would allow myself a day of rest because there was really no other option and then i would reset and regroup and be like whoa that was crazy i don't i don't want to do that again and then i would kind of ease into life go back into life and then just get caught up in it again because it was a pattern and there's no harm no foul here if you are resonating with any of this because it is a pattern and when patterns go unaware we're unnoticed they operate 
automatically. And it's until we take a step back, whether it is an illness that we come across or some other life experience, a circumstance that happens that makes us question things and be like, wait, what, what, why am I doing things this way? And we can do them mindlessly for so, so long until we can't. And then what happens is you start to uncover and have awareness of these patterns and you want to make changes. And it isn't always easy to do because we have these deeply ingrained processes that we've always done that way. But just because you've always done it that way doesn't mean you always have to continue doing it that way. And especially if it's not serving you, it's just such an incredible opportunity to find a new path and create new patterns that are more supportive and more helpful. And it's almost like you're so comfortable in these patterns, these old ways, that it can take a while for you to create new habits. And it can be really uncomfortable. Because while the old burnout cycle, we all are aware, doesn't serve us, right? We're like, this is just not the way to live life. It's familiar. You know how to do it. You know how to operate in that way. And so for me personally, it took a while. And it was easy for me to fall back into those patterns. And it was almost like an addiction, because I was so uncomfortable with just sitting with myself and being because it was very unfamiliar. So it's like an analogy that's coming through for me right now is like speaking a new language. So let's say you and your partner or friend or someone that you know, you're like, let's learn French together. And whenever we're together, we only speak French around each other. And you're trying to figure out how to say certain words. You might be saying them wrong. Maybe you can't understand her. They can't understand you. So then quickly, you're just like, all right, let's just speak really fast in English. Because <laughs> it's so much easier and it's familiar. And I guess this analogy might not land 100% because it's not like English is wrong. But I guess per your objective, you want to learn French. It might be. Um, but that's kind of what it felt like. It was like this new language for me. And I was completely oblivious to it majority of my life because I had been taught these certain things through either family or friends or the way I saw the world. I chose a path and it wasn't until it wasn't serving me anymore that I recognized that it drastically wasn't serving me that I was willing to make a change and say to myself, like I said in the beginning, like there has to be more to life than this, than just tasking day to day. And I'm here to tell you that there is. And I feel like I'm a success story and I'm very proud of the way that I live my life now. I really am. And I, my biggest challenge is allowing myself to enjoy life and knowing that it's okay. Um, I still have my moments in my days for sure. But like, how good can I stand it? is definitely an opportunity for me. And I just had my birthday and that's really my intention for this year is just really allowing myself to fully enjoy life. And I think we've been taught that it's natural to feel bad and it's natural to have negative thoughts and all of that. And 
while it is normal and it's a part of our life here on earth and the process, it's not natural. That's why we feel bad when we have negative thoughts is because we have this like compass within us, if you will, saying, no, 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 like you don't have to do that. You don't have to feel this way. But we've been so conditioned that it's okay to struggle, sacrifice, not feel good in order to get what it is that you want. And I'm here to say that that's just not, that's not part of the path if, unless you want it to be. That's a choice that you can make. So how do we shift out of this way of being? I know for myself, I ended up hiring a coach and a lot of people started coming forward for me, like energy healers, breath work, um, meditation practices, other coaches, group coaching, things like that. I really looked outward to find support. And that is a great way to do it for sure. If that feels aligned to you, you can definitely take that pathway. But there are also things that you can do yourself because only you know what's best for you um, to start shifting out of this way. And I think a huge part of this is having grace for yourself for this process. And if you dip back into that burnout, just being like, all right, cool. I recognize that. Let's, let's start again tomorrow or this next hour here. You can always start over again. But I think the biggest shift, and I'm just going to start with the Monty, the full Monty up front here, is shifting from how I measured my success as being a human. When I was in burnout mode, it was really about how much I did. How much did I accomplish? That was my measure of success. How much did I get done today? whether it was physically or mentally or whatever it was. And I shifted this measure of success to how much joy did I experience today? Just letting that sit with you for a second and really thinking about like, what does that even mean? Because when you're looking to create joy in your experience, you're going to slow down. You're going to embrace what's in front of you. You're not going to look at it as an obstacle to overcome. And you're going to really take it all in. I love the analogy of kind of wringing it out. Like I think of like a wet washcloth and you're sitting there and you're just like wringing it out. You're getting everything you can out of that experience. You're smelling the smells. You're tasting the tastes. You're looking at everything around you. You're not distracting yourself. You're being present in that moment. And that is what creates the joy from moment to moment. I love the analogy that Abraham Hicks uses is like, because it is, it's all about the journey. Life is all about the journey. We are here for our own unique path and allowing the unfolding of that path to come forward for us. And the analogy that they have around this is let's say you booked a flight or a trip to Hawaii and you're at your house right now. You haven't gone to the airport or done all the things yet for your trip that you've planned in detail. You're so excited about it. And your final destination is to end up back at home. And so then you're like, well, if the objective, if you will, let's use business terms, is to end up back here anyway, why would I 
do that whole trip? Well, it's to experience the journey, the process of it, right? The, enjoy the vacation, the delicious food, the people you get to connect with along the way, the music you get to hear, the smells you get to smell, right? It's all being present and taking in the joy and allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to do that. They also, I heard this morning, um, I listen to Abraham Hicks a lot on YouTube. If you don't know who they are, you can take a look, little gander on the Google. Um, you Google Abraham Hicks. It's kind of weird. No surprise there um, coming from me, but um, whatever weird is, I guess. But they are an entity of energy that come through and channel through this woman, Esther Hicks. And they have a ton of YouTube content, and it really is the truth. So you can always start there if you haven't listened to them yet. But one thing I really loved that they said this morning is that your goals are just your excuse to allow yourself to be pampered and spoiled by the universe who loves you. And kind of breaking that down is like, okay, so we have these goals ahead of us. And when we allow things to show up for us, we're in the receiving mode, we're enjoying life, we're present, we're kind of neutral, we're not, we're in expectation of things going good for us. We're not in this urgency, lack mindset, worried, frantic, right? Like we're just enjoying life. Our goals are just a means to an end. Like we always have more goals. There's always more desires in front of us. And we can just watch this juicy unfolding of everything coming together, whether it's you desiring to meet a new partner and the restaurant you feel called to go to. And they end up being like the restaurant manager or something. And you go up to the front to get a matchbook and they give it to you and you connect eyes, right? Like the story of how our life unfolds before us is the journey. And when we have these goals in front of us, these desires in front of us, it's really about us taking it in and allowing that process to unfold. And so when you can shift your measure of success as a human living life, from how much did I accomplish today? How many tasks did I get done? Which if you are someone who experiences the burnout cycle, I would suggest that this is very high on your like measure of success for yourself is how much did you get done, right? How much did you do? Completely removing that and shifting and saying, now I'm going to measure my success on how much joy did I accomplish today? Oh God, did I experience today? See, it's still very much there for me. Damn it. Accomplish. No, no, no. And I, I'm not here to say accomplishment isn't bad. I don't want to give accomplishment a bad rep. I just think when you are someone who comes from burnout, you just got to table that one for a minute because it's hard. It's almost like if you're an alcoholic and you're like, you know, I'm just going to still go to the bars and I'm still going to hang out with my friends that drink and be in this environment that could trigger me, right? Versus just removing yourself completely from anything that reminds you of alcohol. So anything that reminds you of accomplishment or tasking, just kind of taking a step back from that for a moment while you gain your grounding and start developing these new habits, these new patterns. And then we can go and celebrate accomplishment and dive into all of that again at some point. I know I'm I'm there. I can task. I can take action. I can do things now with a different energy behind it because I'm 
almost tying together now how to task and accomplish while still experiencing joy. So for right now, shifting your objective to really be about how do I experience joy and starting small. It's like these moments of presence you will start to get more and more comfortable with and your life will just get better and better and things will start to unfold in a really great way. So that would be, that's the, if you listen to nothing else on this episode, if you're trying to shift out of this burnout cycle, I think that's a very, very important shift in mindset, if you will. So number two is don't take things personal. So from the four agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz, Ruiz, um, this is one of the four agreements is not taking anything personal. Easier said than done for sure. But I would imagine if you're someone who experiences burnout, you are also a people pleaser. Yay, double whammy, lucky us. Um, So we look at others to determine our value making sure that they like us, that they think that we're successful, that they think X, 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 X. And great, that's wonderful. We want people to like us. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you sacrifice your well-being and what's right for you in order to get approval from others, things are out of order, out of whack. Something that might help you shift into this, I definitely recommend reading The Four Agreements, for sure, not to add another task to your plate. (laughs) Enjoy reading the book. Um, Don't rush through it. Um, I actually just want to pause here. If you're listening to this right now while you're cleaning and you're writing emails and maybe you're working out or doing five other things, just stop and let's start here. (laughs) Let's start stopping the burnout cycle right now. Um, Because I know if you're anything like how I was, I was doing 900 things at one time. Okay, getting back on track. So don't take things personal. So not everything that happens to you that you assume is about you, 90, well, it never has anything to do with you. And here's why. So number one, we're always thinking about what other people think about us, most of us. So if you take that into consideration, like no one's even thinking about you. They're just thinking about themselves. So that's the first thing. The second thing is it all has to do with how they feel about themselves. So a great example of this is someone who is super confident in who they are. They're happy. They enjoy life. Nothing bothers them because they don't allow it to because they don't agree with what anyone has to say about them that's negative because they're confident in who they are, they love love themselves, et cetera. And when we receive information from someone else or they don't like us or whatever, we personalize it. We make it mean something about us. It's because we agree with their belief on some level. So a great analogy that I often use is if you made fun of me, I'm 5'7", and I have like super long legs, ridiculously long. I've actually learned this later in life. My husband is 6'1", and our legs are the same length, just to give you an idea. When I was pregnant, I was like two months pregnant, my belly was popping out because I have no torso. I'm all leg. So if someone came up to me and said, you have short legs, I'd be like, oh, okay, interesting. That wouldn't offend me, right? Now, stay with me here with this analogy. It's because I have no investment in that. I know that that's not true. I know that I have long legs. (laughs) So if someone came up to me 
and made fun of me for being insecure, there's a part of me that believes that and it would be offensive, right? So that's when we take things personal. So it really starts with working on ourselves, how we view ourselves, how much we love ourselves, how much we believe in ourselves, how much we respect ourselves. It starts within. And when we work on that, then it doesn't matter what happens in our outer world. It doesn't matter how people treat us. While there's a difference between judgment and discernment, you're not going to hang out with people that make you feel like crap. But when you're around that environment, you don't personalize it or make it mean anything. It really is what they feel about themselves. So if someone is rude and negative and unkind, it's a call for love. They don't likely love themselves. They treat themselves like crap. So that's why they treat you like crap. And if you believe in what they're saying, then it hurts you as well. So just recognizing that once you understand your wholeness, your worthiness, your enoughness, just as you are, you love yourself, it's so much easier to not then take things personal because at the end of the day, it has it has nothing to do with you. I promise. So um, this really ties in well with our next one. And It is all about uncovering your existing beliefs. This is a big one because this is the framework that you're operating from. I want you to think of it as like the software that you have downloaded. And your beliefs, you've heard this many times before on this podcast, is your thoughts and beliefs create your reality. Your thoughts are the real that you invest in, the things you tell yourself, your story, if you will. Beliefs are just thoughts that you keep thinking. So they become patterns. They become instilled within you as fact. And then that is how you view the world based off of those belief systems. And so some beliefs you might carry if you are someone who is, would consider themselves in the burnout cycle are as follows. I must work hard to make money. Nothing in life is free. I must do it all because nobody can do it as good as me. Asking for help means you're weak. I can only depend on myself. Perfection is something to obtain. Striving and sacrificing is noble. No pain, no gain. Work hard, play hard, etc. Did any of those resonate with you? Well, if that is the belief system that you're working from, you can probably understand why you've been operating from this burnout energy, from accomplishment to accomplishment, sacrificing, striving, and this idea that you're on your own. It's only you running the show. You have to be in control if you want things to work out. It's a tough world to live in then if that is the framework and belief system that you're working from. You're not leveraging the power, the energy that really drives this whole thing. So I urge you to dive in and see if you can uncover what do you believe that is driving your burnout cycle. And writing those things down, taking time to do this, if you've never done it before, it can feel weird and uncomfortable. And you might even be like, I don't know what I believe. 
So just giving yourself some time and space to sit with that. And then what you'll do is create affirmations that will help support undoing these belief systems that are not serving you. I have a whole episode on affirmations. I highly recommend you check it out if this is resonating with you at all. But I want to share some affirmations that I use now or I've used in the past that were really supportive as I was undoing my burnout cycle. So here are a few. You can always pause this and write these down if you want and use them for yourself. And I dive into this more, like I mentioned in that affirmation episode, but what this is doing is creating a new pattern, a new thought reel in your mind. Because I said, beliefs are just thoughts that you keep on thinking and your thoughts are just the story that you tell yourself about who you are and who the what the world is, right? And so if you have these like deeply ingrained belief systems and you've been told these certain things your entire life, you're not going to just say something and then all of a sudden believe in it and your life is going to change. It can take consistency or it takes consistency. It's like going to the gym. You can't just go one time. You want to show up day after day and you get the results and it helps to maintain those muscles, right? So I read affirmations every single morning continuously throughout the day when I'm feeling a little crumb. Um, And so here are a few if you are looking specifically to help support you on removing this burnout cycle that you might be living with. So I am enough just as I am, because when you're working from the framework that you're not enough, you will never be enough and you will never be able to do enough, like I mentioned in the beginning. So I am enough just as I am. I am worthy regardless of my accomplishments. I am fully supported and everything is happening around me. Mm, I love that one because it takes the control away from me. I trust that the universe has my back. It is safe for me to slow down and enjoy my life. I am open and willing to see where my greater good lies. I love myself exactly as I am. I am whole. I am worthy. I am perfect. The universe appreciates and approves of me. I appreciate and approve of me. It is done. I love that last one. So those are just a few. um, I'm sure there's a whole slew of information online, as always, for affirmations that you can help that resonate with you. It's just so important that you find some resonance with this, because if you don't believe in it, you don't have an attachment to the words that you're saying, you're not really going to get anywhere from it. So The idea here is writing down whatever you feel is driving this burnout cycle, your belief systems, right? Breaking those down and then replacing them with phrases, thoughts that are more supportive. So that becomes your new belief. And I'm telling you, you will get results from this. It is extraordinary. The more I let go, the more I trust, and I'm kind of getting into the next one here, the easier my life gets and the better it gets because I am open and available to receiving things. It's not all on me. 
So this is the last element here, and it is the most important element, actually. I know I I started with the first one was the most important, but that's not true. It's the last one here, and it is you believing in something bigger than you, that you are not alone in all this, because that is a lot of weight on your shoulders, right? Like, what if we were all actually responsible for everything, Like the flowers blooming, the waves crashing, the sun rising, the earth spinning, blades of grass growing, the leaves changing, like all of it, we it's impossible, right? That's just not possible. And how it all comes together so beautifully is something to almost meditate on. I was given a passage. I don't remember the exact verbiage, so I can't really share it here, but it's the idea of witnessing perfection in nature and like going to a stream and watching the stream flow at a perfect pace and the rocks that were placed there and the trees in the forest and the beauty of the sky, like, and all of us have nothing to do with that. And just showing up to witness that perfection and how beautiful it is. And that orchestration of all that energy is, that is what we are made up of. That is, we are that same energy. And when we can leverage that energy, the immense power we hold is extraordinary. And it allows us to slow down. It allows us to enjoy our life and not have to rely on accomplishments and action. And so that's really the fourth element. So whatever it is that you want to believe in, whatever energy, whatever life force, it doesn't matter what it's called, but just believing that something is carrying you. This is not a meaningless world. We weren't put here to task, take action, follow the rules, listen to everyone else, Make sure everybody else is happy, sacrifice our well being, and then die. Like when you really think about that, that feels true, right? Like that can't be it. <laughs> we can't be here to just do things without enjoying them. However, we are here to follow our inner guidance, to do what feels good, to trust life to know that we are loved and we are supported and we are unique and amazing and special and we're the only us that will ever grace this earth ever. We're so unique and precious and wonderful and just giving ourselves permission. And it really is that. It's you saying, you know what? I'm gonna let myself off the hook and I'm gonna let myself enjoy my life even if it's uncomfortable for a while. And just watch how good things can get for you if you allow them. So I know maybe where you stand right now, this might feel not possible. How can I slow down? How can I do less? How can I just be me? Just say yes and say I am going to allow myself to slow down. I'm no longer going to measure my success on how much I've accomplished. I'm going to make joy a priority in my intention. 
and a prayer that you might offer to yourself when you're feeling lost is just show me. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I don't know how to get over this way of doing, but I trust that there is an answer and there is a path. And if you can just show me, I'll follow. And things will start to show up for you that will be supportive, whether it's you listening to this podcast today or coming across a coach and investing in yourself and knowing that you're worthy of that investment and that you can have a partner. So when doubt creeps in and fear creeps in and says, this can't be real, you got to take control and do, do, do. They're there to say, no, you don't. You know that that's not true. And maybe they're proof for you. And I can be proof for you too, while you're creating your own proof for yourself. You are entitled to miracles. This is not a meaningless world. You are whole. You are worthy. You are enough just as you are, even with all your physical world faults that you may believe in. The pure, real you is untouchable. And when you can recognize that there is a shift in perception, you're shifting the way in which you view your current experience into one that is meant to serve you, life gets so good. It's how it should be for you. It's how you're meant to live. It's why you're here. My hope is that you got something from today that you can apply immediately to your life. And it gives you a sense of ease and slowness and support and recognition that deep within, you already knew this all along. Thank you, as always, for listening. And until next time. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We sincerely appreciate your feedback. Stay tuned for another episode of Connect Back In. And thank you for listening.